Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. However, we are stepping out of the coaching realm, and we are putting on our prognosticators hats. Mr. Hall, are you ready for round two? Let's get after it. All right. So, for those of you that maybe have not listened to part one of our three-part mega NBA preview, we're putting it all out there. We just finished up our Eastern Conference preview, 15-1. to 1. We put out all 15 teams. And now we are going to jump into the Western Conference. This is the second act. And then the third act, we're going to do some more predictions on... MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, all types of stuff. And then we're going to predict an NBA champion. We're going to go through, we're going to predict the whole thing here. So, you know, tell us what you think. Uh, You can direct message us on Twitter. You can tag us on Twitter, whatever. Uh, But I hope you enjoy this kind of little step out from the pen and a napkin universe. Uh, We're just having some headlines fun here. And we are going to now jump into the Western Conference. So... Mr. Hall, I believe, and by the way, for those of you that don't know who I'm talking to, this is Mr. Casey Hall, the assistant girls basketball coach at Millard West High School. Mr. Hall, how are you? I'm doing good. It's a good Sunday. It is a good Sunday, and we are filming this, or filming it, taping it on uh, Sunday morning, so anything that happens between Sunday morning at 9.27 a.m. Central Standard Time and when this is going to be dropped, which will be Wednesday morning, uh, that's not on us. That's on somebody else. So uh, that's when we're putting this all together. So we are going to go into the Western Conference here, and we're going to do the same thing that we did in the Eastern Conference. We're going to spend just a few minutes on our bottom five teams, the five teams that we do not think are going to make any sort of playoffs And then we'll get into the four play-in teams, and then we're going to talk about each team one by one, six through one. So, Casey, you went first on the Eastern Conference non-playoff teams, so I'll go first on the Western Conference non-playoff teams. Um, From 15 to 1, I went, or from 15 to 11, excuse me, I went Oklahoma City, number 15, Houston, number 14, Controversial take here, Casey. San Antonio Spurs, number 13. Wow. Yeah. Sacramento, number 12. And then the New Orleans Pelicans, number 11. That was my 15 to 11. What was yours? So I have, and we have some of them the same. Uh I have Thunder, 15. Okay. Rockets, 14. Okay. Pelicans, 13. Oh, wow, okay. Kings, 12. And the Timberwolves, 11. Okay, okay. So, the the my big drop here, and, and the team that you did not have, uh, was the Spurs. So, let's go there first. Um, here was my reasoning. I just don't think that they're as good as they were last year, and they barely made the play-in game. I think they were the 10th seed. Um, I think Pop is one of the best coaches ever in the history of the NBA, and he's way smarter than me. Let me say that. He's way smarter than me. But ultimately, you need dudes. As Matt Fritchie would say, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jills and the Joes. And I just look at their roster, and I just go, I don't see NBA depth or talent. And you can be the greatest coach in the world, but if your Jills and Joes can't do what your X's and O's want them to do, I just, I just, I just don't see it. I I, I think this might be, unfortunately for Pop, um, you know, the the last, you know, I, I just don't see a way out for the Spurs right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I mean, I have them 10. We'll get to that in a minute. I have them 10, so I just have them barely making. And I think there could be some flip-flops potentially with some other teams. Uh, but I, my first thing I wrote down on the Spurs is no stars. Yeah. Like, you can't look at any of these dudes and be like, 
okay, he's an all-star. Oh, maybe not. So you don't really have any stars. But I do like, I, I, I have them at 10, but, and I know you had, you had 13, right? Yeah, 13, yeah. I, I think Deontay Murray is going to take a big step. Uh, I thought he had a great year last year. Yeah, he's a nice I think, player, yeah. I think he's going to get better and better. Um, I think Derek White, who had, who looked really good a couple of years ago in the playoffs, um, can he make that next step? That's a question. Um, I like the signing of uh, Thaddeus Young. Mm-hmm. Get some veteran, get some veteran there. Um, and can I mean can Doug McDermott and Zach Collins take that next step to be more than just role players? Yeah. Um, that's the big question there. I mean, the other thing with Collins is, is can he sell healthy for once? Yeah. 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 I look at, and again, I think Deontay Murray is a a nice player. I think Derek White is a nice player. I think Doug is a nice player. Uh, I just like, and if, and if Deontay Murray is your fourth starter, you got a really good team. If Derek White is your four starter, you've got a really good team. If Doug is your four starter, I think you got a really good team. You know, all the way through. Um, but just taking off the 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 rose colored glasses, it's just a bunch of number four guys that, and there's there's no ones, twos, or threes with this group. And I I just ultimately uh, I, I just I just don't see enough top end talent to. To take them, especially in the in the Western Conference, uh, I don't see enough top end talent to take them out of this situation. That's just me. So yeah, uh, I, and I, another thing I put, I go, I I, I think Pop finds a way just to sure. play, make it to the playing game. And I wrote down as this Pop's last year. Yeah, yeah, very well could be. Uh, I mean, could be clearing the way for Becky Hammond. You know, I mean, it sounds like he's probably done with the Olympics team. Mm-hmm. Here, because it'll be four years. It sounds like he's done with that. So, like, I could see him after this season potentially stepping away and going to find somebody. Or go, they have to fill the spot with Becky Hammond, who you brought up, or do they go outside the box and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we both had Sacramento at twelve. Um, we both had uh OKC at 15 Houston 14 and I think that's 1A 1B I think yeah. it just depends on if Oklahoma City decides if they want to be 15th or 14th I think Oklahoma City's better I just don't know uh how much they're gonna, I think they're trying to land uh that great white whale and to have Really that. you think you think Oklahoma City's better than the Rockets Yeah I think I think they I think they are I think I think uh I think that they are I, I, you take a look at Houston. I mean, you know, Jalen Green is going to be a rookie. Uh, Christian Wood. Now, if, if Christian Wood stays healthy, they'll be okay. Uh, or you know, he's a he's a solid player. Um, but I think you know SGA is better than anybody on either one of those two teams. I think uh, Dort is a good two guard in the NBA. Um, I think they've got some institutional knowledge there in Oklahoma City it's just are they going to try and tank and try to get a a number one draft pick again or are they going to try and like I said I think they're looking for that franchise stud and you know at some point they're going to have to use their 206 draft picks uh at some point to to make a trade or do something and and it kind of depends on you know who the next superstar is and are they going to offer eight first round draft picks for Bradley Beal or Dame Lillard or something like that. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but I, if I were to, (laughs) if we had an imaginary seven game series between Oklahoma city and Houston and they were laying it all on the line, I would take Oklahoma city four games to two. Okay. That's I, I, I I like what the Rockets have in their use with. I do too. And, um, Martin, um, who's the other one? Who's the other dude? Jay Sean Tate and Porter. I like those five guys. Like, I think that's great building for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think uh, I wrote down for OKC. I go, who? Because 
You don't know, like, SGA is the only dude that, that I knew, like, looking at their roster. I'm like, well, I know some of their names, but, like, yeah. I'm like, who are half of these guys? Yeah. Like, is this the G League team or is this the NBA team? Yeah. Yeah, and I think last year they tanked really hard to try and get one of those top four studs. Um, yeah. And so, you know, perhaps their strategy changes this year. I don't know. Um, but I, I think they're, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's 1A, 1B, 15 or 14, you know. Both, I think they're both going to be bad. Yeah, they're both going to be bad. There's they're no doubt about that. So um, so you had you had Minnesota at 11? Yes. Okay. And you did not have New Orleans in your bottom five, I, right? I had them 13. You had them 13. Okay, so... We both had New Orleans there. Yeah, I think I think you know I don't know what they're trying to do. I think um, you know Zion's going to be out for a while, which is just yeah. disaster. Um, I don't think their backcourt is very good. I mean, they could right now they legit could have Lonzo Ball, Andrew Holiday, and they don't. And you know that would if if you have Lonzo, Drew Holiday, a healthy Zion, and Brandon Ingram. That's a really, really good foundation. Yeah. Um, I I think this has been kind of a real mismanaged situation. Um, I think Valanchunas is is an upgrade over Stephen Adams, uh, but it's not that big of an upgrade. Uh, no. I, just, I I just I just think this is a franchise that is just kind of rudderless right now. I yeah I just yeah like you said I don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. I mean they got the draft pick they wanted with. Zion and they've pretty much just thrown everything away. Yeah, um, they make the hire in Stan Van Gundy, who I I actually think's a pretty good coach. But what they were doing was a mystery to me, offensively. Um, and then they get rid of everybody, and it's like, okay, where are you going with this? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just kind of rudderless right now. That's the way I would describe it. Is just rudderless. They lose Lonzo Ball, um, and like I said, Zion is he, he's not even out of his health. So it's going to be a month probably before they get Zion back. I had and, almost I had heard maybe not even play till Christmas. Really, really, God, yeah. So that's that's not good for them. For a franchise that needs to get off to a good start, that is not a good place to be. So, no. all right. So, and then you had Minnesota at eleven. Yep, and I had the Kings at twelve and Minnesota at eleven. Okay, yep. so let's start jumping in there. I had Minnesota at ten. Okay. Um, so, who were your four play-in games or four play-in teams? I had the Spurs okay. at ten, Portland at nine, Grizzlies at eight, and the Nuggets at seven. Okay. All right, so we have a little bit of difference there. I had Minnesota at 10. Um, I had Memphis at 9, so we were pretty close on that. Yep. I had the Clippers at 8, and I had Portland at 7. So we were... We're all over the place. We're all over the place there. So, okay. So what was your uh, what was your 10th again? Sorry. My tenth was the Spurs, and then nine Memphis, Portland. Oh, Portland. Okay. Eight, eight, eight was the uh, Memphis. Okay. And seven was Denver. Okay. All right. Floor is yours, my friend. All right. So how about let's? I had Minnesota, I had Minnesota at eleven. So let's go with them. Okay. Um, I think they're there they're just not quite there yet mm-hmm. uh, I had the Spurs at 10 and I think that's just pop over their head coach yeah I mean I just that I mean that's just a switch there nothing major um, I think Cat's really good Carl Anthony Towns is could always be in the MVP race if they were in a playoff contention it's his time uh, though he's got to start and, and, and he, I know, like, like, I mean, he's he was really close to his mom, and what? he lost her to COVID, and I think he might have lost another close family member to COVID, and 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 he's yeah. had a lot of stuff that has happened in his personal life. 
Um, and I get that. I mean, Lord knows I understand that. Um, yeah. You know, at some point, though, um, you gotta, you gotta, on the floor, when it comes to just playing basketball and being on the floor, you gotta start doing some things. You gotta yeah. start proving why you're a max player. You gotta start proving why people think that you have a chance uh, to, to be a perennial all-star. And I think they kind of got some things figured out last year. I think they've, um, you know, I, I like Edwards. I, I, I don't know how good he's going to be perennially, but I liked overall, uh, for a rookie. He had a nice year last year. Um, I, I like Nas Reed. Um, I, I really like the addition of Patrick Beverly. I think he's going to be the adult in the room. And, yeah, I, put, and I put that down as well. And I think he's going to kind of show him how to, you know, he's going to be kind of a, a Jimmy Butler light where he's going to be like, okay, this is this is how you play hard every night. This is what you need to do to win night in, night out in the NBA. And um, I just I just look at it as like the, basically the biggest tiebreaker but for me for putting Minnesota 10th more than anything else was their best player is healthy and they finished the last 25 games last year they were around 500 and if they can just keep that momentum going into the season with their best player being healthy right now that was kind of my justification for having them sneak in at that 10th spot yeah um I had them just short I think I think their key is is what they do with D'Angelo Russell. Yes, agreed. Are they are they keeping him, or is he going to be trade bait to start over again at point guard? Um, I've heard whispers that can he fit in the system? Is he going to be that player that they need to take that next step? I don't know, uh, but I think he he needs to be that number three, that three guy behind. Carl Anthony Towns and Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. And will he take that next step? I don't know. And that's, and I, and like I said, I put the Spurs 10, I put the Timberwolves 11. It probably could flip flop, but I just put head coaching and team management. Sure. Spurs better than Timberwolves. Yeah. 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 Spurs greater than Wolves. Easily, very, very, very simply said there. All right. Uh, let's jump to Memphis here. Let's talk about them real quick. Um, I think I, I, you know, they made a step last year. They actually won. Uh, they beat Golden State on the road, uh, to qualify for the playoffs. I think John Morant is a stud. Uh, he is, he is going to be really, really good. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure about the Steven Adams Valanchunas trade, um, but again, they know more than I do. They know their team better than I do. Uh, I think the X factor for Memphis here is Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he's got to come in, and I, you know he's healthy coming into the season. He wasn't healthy last year. He set out most of the season with the knee injury. Um, I think if he starts fulfilling his promise, I think him and Ja, and then it's like okay, we need one more piece, and we've got all these other. Uh, ancillary pieces like Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, uh, Jarrett Culver. They took a flyer on Jarrett Culver. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, then maybe they can pull off one more trade, like a three-for-one type of trade that would give them a core that would kind of get them back to the grit-and-grind level of achievement, not the same type of playing style. It's going to be much more athletic and up-and-down than it was with the grit-and-grind, but uh, I like where Memphis is going. I think they're building it the right way. I don't think they're skipping any steps, but I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is the key, the key guy here. Yeah, and I, I, I like the Grizzlies a lot. See, I like the Adams trade. I think, or I like, I like where he brings a little bit of force and domination inside a little bit more sure. than Belchunas did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other guy that needs to take a step from where he was a few years ago is Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Like where's, where's he gone? Like he was good for like his first two or three years. And then now it's kind of like, okay, where are you at dude? Like you were a defense stopper. You could do a little thing. You could do some things on offense. What are you doing? Where are you at? Find your. 
Yeah, it, and he had a nice little run at the end of the year when they when they won the play in, and he had a yeah, I think he had one playoff game where he went nuts. You know, yeah. is he is he gonna be is he gonna take that next step as like potentially that third guy behind Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. or is he part of that trade package potentially? Uh, Dylan, you know, right. Dylan Brooks and two other guys take your pick for this dude. You know, yeah. you know that type of a thing. Um, but I like, you know, I, I think we're in agreement there. We we both had them. Uh, you had them at eight. I had them at nine. I, I think that's pretty interchangeable right yep. there. So uh, let's go with our other team that we had in common in the play-in area. Let's talk about Portland here real quick. Um, I think this is maybe the team in the league that needs a good start more than anybody else uh, because you know what's going to happen if after 15 games, if they're 5-10, and 10, what's everybody going to be talking about? When's Dame Dollar getting traded? You betcha. You betcha. Um, I really like their top six guys. You know, those three guards and Dame, CJ, and Norman Powell can really score it. I like the acquisition of Larry Nance Jr. Uh, Nurkic is a, is a good interior uh, defender. Uh, it's just kind of like what a snake bit Portland over the years is, you know, depth and what they need after that. <coughs> Woo! Excuse me. After that top six, um, you know, will they have enough? Is is Dame and CJ and those six guys enough to overcome a shaky, you know, Ben McLemore and Anthony yeah. Simons? You know, that is not murderer's row when it comes to your bench play yeah no and i that's why i put him at nine i go i i, I thought mclemore and nance help with depth but it's still not enough i mean and that's for that's what i mean i know dame dame could play 48 minutes a night <laughs> you know he, he's not going to leave the court and he's going to shoot it from wherever he wants and make half of them but it comes the situation is Okay, he sprains an ankle, or he's out for ten days or two weeks. Who's going to fill that role? Are you looking at Dennis Smith Jr., who's was once a lottery pick? Oh yeah, lottery pick, and was in the running for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean, are you looking at him to fill those shoes? I don't know. Um, that's where I was with them, and then are they going to keep him? That's I mean, that's is he going to be? traded to the 76ers is he going to be traded to i don't know where is he going to go what's he going to do so if they traded now if, if you switch out if you switched out ben simmons and cj mccollum then i really really like this team because i think you know simmons you know can can have the ball in his hands. He can defend. He can rebound. He can pass. You know, he can let Dame and Norman Powell space the floor. And Covington's a three and D guy, and and then he can kind of play to his his strengths. I, I think that would be, and I think CJ McCollum would be a nice fit for the 76ers as well. I, yeah. I still think now, you know, Philadelphia wants more than just CJ McCollum. Not to say, I mean, C.J. McCollum is obviously much better at basketball than I ever was. Uh, but I, I think Philadelphia wants more. I think if Portland could somehow, some way, you know, McCollum with a couple of picks and Anthony Simons or, or something like that, then, you know, again, that team just gets into the playoffs and you take that core seven guys that's a dangerous team. That's a dangerous yeah. team, especially with Kawhi out, with Jamal Murray out. That that's a team I would not want to play in in, yeah. in, in I, with that with I, that roster structure. That would be a good trade. Now it all depends on what they do with it um, and who they get and what they have to give up. Um, I think taking the ball. I mean, you never want to take the ball out of Dame's hands, but not having to let him get it open for shots instead of creating his own shots might be a good thing if they had Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I th- losing the scoring of CJ is an issue, but Especially, they're going to be better defensively. Yeah, that's true. 
I guess it all depends on how Chauncey wants to play. I mean, the first year coach. Yeah. Um, is he going to be like he was at the Pistons, where they're going to get down and at you defensively, or not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen Chauncey. This is Chauncey's first time ever coaching, so it's kind of tough to know what you're going to get them for them offensively and defensively. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. You know, we're going to see. Uh, you know, Terry Stotts was a quality NBA coach. He was there for a long time. Uh, will just again, maybe it's kind of like a Boston situation where just a fresh voice will change some things around as well. You know, and, and some sometimes you need that fresh voice, especially at that level. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, we uh, we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to do I'm gonna have to do some math here to figure out our bracket in the West here, Casey. Um, no. Who do you have at uh, number six? You had Denver at seven. Yep. Who do you have at six? I had the Warriors at six. Okay. Okay. I had Denver at six. So let's talk. Let's talk Denver. Let's talk Denver. Um, uh, Jamal I, Murray. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Jamal Murray. That's. The big question: When's he going to get back? Yep, I would agree. That's, that's why I had him at seven. Um, if and I, you know, earliest he would come back would probably be February or March. Yeah. Um, I really thought when they traded for Aaron Gordon last year, I thought, oh gosh, this team has a chance to win it. I really thought that. I uh, agree. I same thing. I thought getting him that that makes um really 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 good yeah and i uh you know i'm kind of i've always been a little bit of a closet nuggets fan um and i i really thought man this is yeah that that was that was the deal that they were waiting to make and they finally did it and then like said murray goes down um you know now it's michael porter jr um he's got a chance to you know, really break out this year. Uh, last year, he averaged about 18 or 19 a game. I could see him going off for 23, 24 a game this year. Uh, Jokic is obviously Jokic. He's unbelievable. I love watching him play the game. I mean, he is, uh, he, he might, you know, he might be one of my favorite players to watch just the way he passes the ball and, um, you know, gives hope to unathletic dudes uh, yeah. to, be dom- to be dominant players. And obviously, he's he's seven feet tall. Uh, but uh, I agree with you. I, I literally wrote down, have to hold on until Murray comes back. That's what I wrote. That's one of the things I wrote down on the Nuggets. Uh, I had them at six. Um, so, so we're pretty close there. I like Monte, you know, Monte Morris is a great, if he's your backup point guard, that's a great backup point guard. If you're leaning on him to start 70 games, uh, that's, that's, that's a little bit tough. Uh, but like I said, they're, they're, they got to try and tread water until Jamal Worry possibly comes back and their window might not be until a year from now. Yeah. And I put, I put Monte Morris and Austin Rivers. Can they fill that role with Murray out? Can they combine to kind of fill the shoes of Murray till he's back in February or March? Yep. Yep. Okay, so we got Denver taken care of. Um, and then you had Golden State at six. Yeah. Okay, uh, I had him at five. So we're not far off. We're not far off. Um Kind of, kind of, uh, Denver times two. Hold on until Clay gets back. Yeah, that's, uh, that. but when's he going to return to be able to go back to the Splash Brothers? Yeah. Now I do have to say, um, when I when I started looking at their roster and and I I was a little bit tepid on Golden State, but then I was like, you know, I like I like you know Draymond. Is 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 Draymond and Steph is Steph. He's out of this world. You know, Jordan Poole had a good season last year, but then he kind of started looking. It's like Otto Porter Jr. If he can just be solid, that's a great free agent bottom barrel acquisition. If he can give you fourteen to sixteen solid minutes a game, that's I like that. Uh, Wiggins 
if he if his name wasn't Andrew Wiggins, if his name was Casey Hall instead of Andrew Wiggins, you'd be like, hey, that's a that's a great complimentary player for for them. But it's Andrew Wiggins, so everybody bags on him. Uh, but he had a good year last year, and and uh, you know you have him. Uh, I like the two rookies that will be able to give them spot minutes here and there. I, I think the the biggest X factor, other than Clay coming back, is what are they going to do with James Wiseman, and is he going to uh, be more? And again, he's a he's a rookie big man playing in 2021. It's a different game than it was in 1985, where he would have just been on the block and they would have fed him the ball and he would have posted it up a hundred times a game. It's just a different. It's just a different game. And um, what is his progression going to be from year one to year two? Will be really interesting to me. Yeah, I I like where they're going. I think the clay thing is always the big thing. If he can come back, and I mean, he's not going to turn into be what he was. I mean, right away. But if he can find a way to score twenty a game, that makes a huge difference. I think help from others is going to be big and I think that's what they kind of did with the auto Porter signing I think bringing Andre Iguodala back is huge um, just I know in the locker old. room I think that's going to yeah. be really big yes I know he's old and can't play like he used to but he can still do little things and fill in like he can he's a great backup I think for Draymond yep to bring that energy and that defense onto the floor yep um I just I like where they're going. The big question mark is can they make that jump into the top four if Clay's back when he's back? Uh-huh. So I think I think there's questions there just on whenever Clay returns, but I think they're going the right direction. And I love I love their the draft they had. Yeah, I think I think the two guys they got are going to be really good. Yep, I would agree with you. I I I think. You know, and and they've said they want to be kind of the the new Spurs, where they just don't want it to be a five year run; they want it to be a fifteen year run. Right. And and Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman, I think they're going to figure it out. And and if they were with any, you know, if they were with uh, pick, a, if if they if they were with Oklahoma City, everybody would be, oh my gosh, look at that, look at this great core that they have, and they're going to learn how to play together. But in the in the uh, microscope that they're playing under with Steph Curry and Draymond and the win now mentality. And you can't blame them. I mean, those guys yeah. want to win another championship before before this core uh, moves out of their prime. Um, you know, then that institutional pressure would not be on them. But I, I do think they're going to be quality NBA guys. I think all three of those guys are going to be quality NBA guys. Uh, it's, it's just going to take a little while. But they kind of get to ease into it. They get to learn from pros, pros. I think in the long run, it's going to be a really good fit for them. I agree. Yep. All right. Uh, so I had Golden State at five. Who do you have at five? Okay. I had the I had the Clippers at five. Okay, so that is probably other than San Antonio, that is our biggest difference. I had yeah. the Clippers at eight. So let's talk. Let's talk Clippers. Why? Uh, why you got them as high as you do? Um, I know they don't have Kawhi, and I know that hurts. Um, because he probably, I'm guessing he's done for the year. I don't yeah. know if they said it, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, I like what they added around Paul George. Um, I mean, he's going to be their go-to guy, but I like the depth they got with Terrence Mann, yep. um, Batoon, um, Serge Ibaka. I know he's old, but he can, I mean, he can give you value minutes. And then if you, I mean, you've got Justice Winslow, who was, was that his rookie year when he was at Miami, when he was really good in the playoffs for him? Yeah, but he hasn't been healthy for about but, yeah, 20 so, years. But he, after, <laughs> After he got traded, he was not great. Yeah, and I like I like the signing of Luke Kennard. Yeah, I th- him just he's a guy that can stretch the defense, can shoot the ball really well. Um, did some good things with the Pistons, I believe. Right? Yeah, and then he got the big payday with the Clippers, and then he was kind of yeah. up and down with them last year. So I think I think last year was I mean. As we all know, it was a weird year and a quick turnaround. And I think he's just going to be able to fill into that spot now. Yeah. I, I just like the depth that they built around them, knowing that they didn't have Kawhi, that they added extra pieces to fill those shoes. Mm-hmm. And 
Paul George is going to get back to way, the way he was with the Pacers, where he just took over games. Yeah. He doesn't look over at Kawhi and take him over. Yeah. Look, they say, I have to give you, the, give you the ball. Yeah, he gets to be the alpha. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think this whole group of five through eight are really, and you could even say four through eight are really close. Obviously, if Kawhi was healthy, I would have the Clippers much higher. Um, I worry about a couple of things. Um, I think they caught a little lightning in a bottle for uh, a couple of weeks in the playoffs last year, especially after Kawhi went down. Um, you know, can they play that way for eighty-two games? Um, I, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be in the play-in, um, but I, I just don't see them having just. They need one more difference maker. I think Reggie Jackson was was good for them in the playoffs, uh, but up until that point, he was fairly inconsistent. Like I said, they they shot it incredibly well um, in the playoffs last year. Can they do that over eighty two games? Uh, I worry. I worry about older guys with back issues, and that's what Serge Ibaka has. Is he's an older guy with back issues. And if they don't have him, then they're depending on, you know, Zubac, which I think is a quality uh, NBA center. I don't think he's, uh, you know, he's 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 quality. He's he's okay for an NBA center. Uh, if if I knew Ibaka was going to be healthy uh, for eighty two games, maybe I wouldn't move him up a notch or two. I do agree with you that I think Paul George is going to have a really good year this year. I think he's somehow become underrated. Um, and when he's out, he's an outstanding player. Um, but can can the role players continue to play as well as they played in the playoffs? And that would be my big question. Over the span of eighty-two games, I just don't know if if they're going to do that. If they're going to continue to shoot it as well as they did in that stretch, that would be my big question. And now, let me be clear: I would not be surprised. Uh, I would not fall over if they ended up fifth. I'd be okay. I, I could see that happening. Like I said, I think these this four through eight or five through eight is pretty interchangeable, and I don't think in the end a lot is going to separate these teams. Uh, but that's that's kind of where I'm at with them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we can, like you said. I mean, through four is going to be kind of who can who can go through eighty two games and not have any issues and who can get on a roll at the right time yep yep so all right so we are at number four who'd you have at number four casey number four i had the mavericks as did i we are in lockstep my friend um i I can go first on this one here go ahead uh luca is absolutely amazing i uh him and Jokic might be my two favorite players to watch right now um but how long can he keep playing at this usage rate? I know he likes having the ball in his hand as much as he does, uh, but uh, I worry about that. Uh, I think they're going to potentially take a step backwards in the coaching realm of things. I think they had one of the best coaches in Rick Carlisle, and now they have a guy whose resume as a head coach has been a bit shaky in Jason Kidd. Um, yeah. Now, hopefully, I mean, obviously, Jay Kidd was a brilliant player uh, when, you know, when he was playing back in our prime time pickup ball days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, what's going to happen there? And then uh, the biggest X factor, of course, and, and, and many people have talked about this, Chris Stapps Porzingis, you know, is he is he going to get back to where he is going to be uh, the Pippen to Lucas Jordan? And can he defend? Can he just can he just play at the level that he was at when he was with the Knicks uh, for that one season where he was just just tremendous, just absolutely awesome? If he's like that, then you might take this team and move him up to a, a second or third. Uh, but until we see that, I gotta I, this is the highest I can put him is at fourth. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Porzingis. I think Porzingis is the key. Um, to have them make that next step. Um, I do like the pieces they have around them. Um, I like uh, Darian Finney-Smith. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like the addition of Reggie Bullock. I agree. Yeah, he, he'll be another great shooter to put around Luca. Stretches the floor. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., he gets a little shot happy sometimes. So hopefully, I mean, you got to tim that down a little bit. Uh-huh. I just think he can overdo it sometimes um, and can cause the ball not to get in Lucas' hands when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but I just I just like what they've done with their team. Um, their depth is still kind of sketchy, uh, especially inside behind Powell. Agreed. Uh, I'm not a huge Max Cleaver fan. Um, can Willie Colley Stein ever get out of that box and learn how to play? Yeah. Um, for 82 games or, how, I mean, whatever he plays. Um, and the other big key is, is, I mean, hope it doesn't happen, but Luca, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you go if he gets hurt? I mean, you got Jalen Brunson. Okay, he's a decent backup. You got Trey Burke, another backup, and you got, and that's it. I mean, yeah. Well, you, you know, you, you they kind of went through that last year where Luca came in not ready to play, yeah, and they struggled out of the gate, which cost them seating. And yep. so, let's say this year, and again, this could happen to any player at any time where he rolls his ankle pretty bad and he's out a month with a, with a high ankle sprain. You know, they they are so Luca centric that it makes it uh, difficult to see them doing stuff with without Luca being on the floor for thirty six, thirty seven minutes a night, and and that's the. That's the great thing about having a team like that, but that's also the fear that you have with with yep. a team like that. Yep. So, I uh, think they. But like I said, like we said, but I think Porzingis is their key. If they can, if he can find a way to get back to the way he played that year with the Knicks, they could move up into the top three. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, speaking of top three, who do you have as your number three, Casey? I have the Suns, and we are lockstep. Um. I can go first on this one here. Or did, did I go first or did you go? It's all right. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I I think that I think they're really good. Um, I was really torn. I wanted Milwaukee to win, but I also wanted CP3 to win in the finals yeah. last year. I really like the way that they play. Um, I really like Devin Booker. I think he's really, really good. Um, I think there's three things that makes me worry about this team that I could see, you know, right now we both have them slotted at three, but you could see them falling to a four or five. If any of these three things happen, uh, number one, uh, Chris Paul is an old small guard and he was really healthy last year for the most part. Um, if, and, and their whole team for the most part was really healthy. Um, you know, if he misses time, extended time, you know what's going to uh, what's going to happen there. Uh, like I said, second thing, everything went really right for them last year. You and I have both have been in that situation where you just have one of those seasons where everything kind of seems to fall into place. Yeah. Uh, the odds of that happening again are probably not good. Um, and then the third thing, as I look at their roster, uh, they I, I, I like. Uh, bringing in Landry Shamit, I think he'll be a quality backup. But the thing that killed him in the finals is the biggest thing that they did not address in the offseason, which is no backup for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, they got Frank Kaminsky and, you know, I mean, JaVel McGee. <laughs> you know. Gold medal. Yeah, gold medal winning, yes, yes. He has one more Olympic gold medal than you and I have. Uh, but... I, I just I just uh, if that's your two backups and and I guess for the regular season that's that's okay uh, but when we get in the playoff I, I think I think they've got to upgrade there in some way shape or form um, but the biggest thing that worries me is just overall health and again kind of that like what I talked about with Milwaukee playing that late going into you know late July essentially mm-hmm. and then with the quick turnaround here. Uh, I, I just worry about that a little bit. 
yeah, I, I, that was one of my keys too. I wrote down is turnaround time and Chris Paul's health, and then depth. Just, I mean, with Sarge getting hurt in the finals, uh-huh. hurting his or maybe maybe Western Conference finals when he got hurt in the playoffs. Like I think that was key because he was kind of that backup for Aiton. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Like we said, you're going to Frank the Tank and you're going to Javel McGee. Yeah, um, and it didn't didn't work out too well for him in the in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like their other depth with I like Cameron Payne. I like I like the get of Landry Shamit. Yep, um, I think he's a good role player that can come in and do some good things. Um, Cameron Johnson's good off the bench. Yep. Uh, but I, but their size wise and just relying on Jai Crowder, or Crowder, who's a little older to be a inside force, and then is DeAndre Ayton gonna be this dominant force for good? I like it's a play it or it's a pay for play now. I think because he's on a deal right now, isn't well, he? He wants he wants to get extended. He wants that that max rookie extension, and they're not giving it to him yet. So so uh, he needs to prove it. It's a prove it season for him if he wants that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, and that could be a motivating factor. I mean, obviously he was a stud during the playoffs. Uh, now that, like you said, the next step is can he do it for eighty two games? Yeah, and and uh, if he does, and if all of those things fall into place again, now and and they're probably a team that is going to make a move at some point. Uh, to, to add something, whatever that something is, they're going to add something. Uh, yeah. but I, I think they're, they're a rock solid third looking at it right now. Um, I like, I, like I said, I, I think we both really like this team. Um, there's, there's just, uh, my biggest thing, like I said, is everything went about as perfectly as it possibly could last year. And the odds of that happening again are not very good. Um, and, and that's kind of, that's where I fall and that's why I don't have them any higher than third. Yep. I agree. Yep. Okay. Who's your number two? My number two is the Lakers. Oh my, (laughs) we are in lockstep again, my friend. Well, what do you got? I, I just think, uh, age and depth is going to be their issue. Um, to be that number one seed, uh, I, I, and is there a, is how many basketballs can they play with during the game to make sure Westbrook and LeBron both have it in their hands? Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are dominant ball handlers. They want the ball in their hands. Can that coexist? I don't know. Um, staying healthy is a big key, and I mean, besides adding Malik Monk. Uh, they added some old dudes for backup. <laughs> old dudes. Not as old I'm, as you and I, but old. No, but old. Like, I mean, I've always been, I've always liked Carmelo. I like he's a good player, but he's he's getting old. He's not the same dude he used to be, that's for sure. Yeah. Dwight Howard, he's good for your six fouls. Yeah. Um, and to irritate the other team. Right. But I, I think the big thing is health and age is going to limit them from being that number one seed. I think they're going to they're going to play that restricted minutes. Um, but I mean, they did go zero and six in the preseason, and last year the Bucks and Suns went zero and six in the preseason and made it to the finals. So <laughs> yeah, could be fun. I I and, and you're talking about old dudes. We're, we're not yeah. even talking about the oldest dude, which is right. LeBron. And year LeBron. nineteen, um, he just passed sixty thousand minutes. Um, the only player in NBA history to play more minutes than LeBron is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, you know, so um, and and the big reason why they lost in the playoffs last year is is he wasn't healthy, and AD wasn't healthy. Um, Westbrook has has had some some bumps and bruises along the way. Um, Yes. Oh, Ariza's out for months. Yep, yep, he's out for a while. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, 
you know, if, if this team, if, if we can go and hop in the DeLorean and go back five years, uh, this team is far and away uh, the number one pick uh, with the, with the crew that they have, but it's it's five years later, and I, I just I, I think they're going to be good. Obviously, we both picked them to be number two. Um, I, I think that they're it's going to take them some time to put it together. Uh, if if and again the big if is if LeBron and AD stay healthy, uh, that's probably the top combination the top one two in the league without a doubt or well i shouldn't say that it's between them and harden and durant and and so uh i i i wonder how westbrook is gonna fit in all of this like everybody's been saying ever since that deal was made honestly i think the better deal for them to win a championship was the deal that they had set up with sacramento to get buddy healed I think he would have been the perfect fit alongside LeBron and AD. And if you play AD at the five with LeBron at the four and you put three shooters around them and Buddy Heald is one of those shooters, I think that that team is going to be really, really hard to guard. But that's not the team that they have. That's not the decision that they made. Um, I think a real X factor for them will be former Iowa State Cyclone Talon Horton Tucker. Um, but he's right. out for a while. He's out yeah. for a little while. And uh, I, I just think this team is going to kind of pace itself. And as long as they get uh, a, a two or a three seed, I think they're going to be okay with that. I think the lesson learned is is they need to get to the playoffs with LeBron and AD healthy. And if they get to the playoffs with LeBron and AD healthy, um, then I think they've got uh, as good a chance as anybody. But... Two of the last three years, as much as we hate to say it, and 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 Father Time always wins. LeBron has not been healthy at the end of the season. Two of the last three seasons, and you know just how long can this freak, uh, and I mean freak in the greatest of ways, because I am I love watching LeBron James play this game. How long can he keep it going? Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting to a point. It's like man, LeBron. How many games are you going to play this year? Are you going to be able to get 80 in, or are you going to sit and get your rest time? And I think the big key will be is depending on where they are at, let's say, all-star break. Yeah. They're going to start looking at standings and trying to figure out, okay, let's say they're fourth or fifth. They're going to start looking at matchups and where it's going to be the best way for them to be able to make the run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, as every team does, but I think for them especially – with the age on their team, if they're like, all right, we're locked in, we're going to be, we're going to be pretty close to that one, two seed. We're going to sit some people a little bit more. Yeah. And that could be key for them to make in a long playoff run. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to spend 82 games getting ready to try and win 16 games. I think we're both in agreement there. Yep. Yep. All right. So that brings us to our number one and both of us, have the Utah Jazz as the number one team at the regular season in the Western Conference. Casey, did you read my mind or what? I don't know. Great minds think alike. That's <laughs> I, all I can say. I, I think you are correct there. Uh, what was your reasoning? Um, I I think they have, I mean, all the right pieces in the right spot. I mean, you've got a stud perennial all-star point guard in Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You've got a dominant force inside and go bear and then you've got a whole bunch of pieces around them that fill the right spots i mean you got uh rudy gay who can do who's played better the past couple seasons yep um i think they would have gone really far last year if conley wouldn't have got hurt i agree um i i think they would have i think they probably would have been in the finals personally um if, if he didn't get hurt um, I like the draft where they got Jared Butler from Butler yeah. or from uh, from Baylor. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna be like a great six seven dude that can come in and give you a little three and D. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just love the piece they have around them. I think the I think another thing is I forgot about this is Whiteside the signing of Whiteside to come off the bench and be another 
defensive enforcer inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, in case Gobert gets in foul trouble, I know he's not the offensive piece that Gobert is, but I think he can bring that defensive mentality the same way that Gobert does. Yeah. I love. I, I, here's what I wrote down, Casey, and I, uh, tell me if you agree with this, agree with me on this or not. This team, this franchise, kind of reminds me of like the 2000s-ish Dallas Mavericks, the the Nowitzki Mavericks. You know, okay. we we are who we are. We know we're really good. We just need a couple of breaks to go our way, and at some point, if we stay with it, our best chance is just keeping this core together and. Let's just see if we can get over that hump at some point. Yep. And that is kind of what they remind me of. And I, you know, two years ago in the bubble, you know, if Conley hits that crazy shot at the end, they're moving on and you never know what happens. Last year, Conley got hurt uh, and and they were really, really good with him last year. Um, he, he felt a lot more comfortable. He's going to be even more comfortable this year. Um I, I do like I, I I agree with you. I really like the Rudy Gay signing as a guy that you bring off the bench for sixteen to twenty minutes a game and have him do Rudy Gay things. Uh, you got Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles coming off the bench. Uh, if Whiteside can be, you know, solid, just 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 give us solid minutes. You don't have to be spectacular. And if Gobert can can go on offense kind of the way he did in the Olympics. I thought I, I thought he did some nice things in the Olympics um, offensively. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I like how the, the group fits together. Like I said, it, it's got that Dallas Mavericks feel of the 2000s of just our best strategy. We've got a great coach. We've got a great core. Uh, we've got one stud, and, and we haven't even talked about Donovan Mitchell. And and he's he's really really good. Uh, that at some point all of this, you know, they're do kind of like what Phoenix did last year, where everything just kind of falls into place, and we catch the breaks this time through, and we get over the hump. Yep. No, I totally agree with that. And we, the other guy we didn't bring up was Boyan Bogdanovich. Yes. Who's I really mean, good? He's good. I mean, he he. He impressed me a ton last year in the playoffs, kind of filling in that role for um, for when Conley was out. I mean, he didn't play the same position, but he picked up the scoring, picked up did the little things right to help them make the run a little bit. Yeah, so I, I think they just I, – I think, honestly, they were probably better than the Clippers were um, – if, if you were to play it out from scratch, but you know, the Clippers got it to the point where all they had to do was win two games and, yeah. and they got it to that point where all they had to do was win two games instead of four. And, uh, they just went crazy. The Terrence man game. And otherwise you're, you're looking at a, uh, jazz sons, uh, conference finals. And quite honestly, the jazz matched up really well with the Suns, and you never know what would happen at that point. So, I, I like this pick as well, Casey. I, I think this is the, the number one regular season team in the West. I Like I said, great minds think alike here. So um, now i got to do some math to get ready for part three here. i got to do some math, especially on the bottom side. The, the top half of the West is easy. We, we had the same four teams at the top of the West. So, uh, right. But now i got to work here, and, and it, it could be scary having this history teacher doing a little bit of math, but we'll get it figured out. So anything else to add, my friend? Nope, I think we're good here on the Western Conference. All right. Well, uh, that is our Western Conference preview. Stay tuned for Act 3, the the end of the trilogy here. Uh, We are going to have the uh, voting awards. We're going to talk a little bit about that, who our picks are for MVP and Rookie of the Year and all those type of fun stuff. And we're going to predict our NBA champion. We're going to go through the playoffs. We're going to pick round by round. And we're going to see who we think is going to be this year's NBA champion. So leave us some comments. Let's, we're just having some fun with this. Uh, we're changing up some things here on a pen and a napkin, going back to the headlines format. And so, Case, your voice is doing okay? I should be all right. All right. Well, I sit down here over the next few minutes, and we'll get ready to go with round three. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time. <laughs>